Hips to Bricks by Denver Day. The Cost of Doing Business. The Price of Egalitarianism in the 21st Century. Or It Takes Money to Make Money. Part 22. When one doesn't have a television, it makes temporary lodging at hotels and motels an altogether different experience. Novel. In terms of the academics of mass media. As a writer... I am careful to police what comes into my cognitive realm, my consciousness, because I wish to have control regarding what comes out of it, regardless of what my station in life might have ended up. I might hope that such a protocol would be in place. As a mountaineer, or as a polar bear, or as a stand-in bass player for the Smashing Pumpkins, or, you know... Fuck the telly should be the end of those sentences. Of course, I sang a different song as a child before I knew it for what it is. Anyway, years-long, self-imposed media blackouts make it much easier to critically discern the hustles coming over the tube and solicitations when it's encountered. At times, like when you're at a motel, even still, it's a interesting thing and it's like hanging out with drug addicts or alcoholics or chain smokers or potheads and the like it is completely self-perpetuating self-referencing dismally recursive to no real end so we turn that motherfucker back off yada yada the economy yada yada handguns yada yada eating babies christ that shit or most of it has been out of fashion for decades but tv people have no idea that it's all over. We rested until about lunchtime. Then we went to the collective local edition to uh, of the collective to uh, smoothies and the like to eat. We did some moseying around about downtown at the pleasure pleasure of uh, Stephanie for much of the afternoon, and then all went back to the hotel for more media scholarship before going to our new night shift, which began about nine o'clock. I squared up the kitchen and Julie dealt cards and counseled diners up at the bar. It was pretty busy. We ended up making about $200 a piece. We might look into the night shift if we ever get back to Phoenix, Julie said, but we certainly would certainly eliminate the heat. I agreed, or at least mitigate it. About four in the morning, Stephanie showed up. She and Julie left together. We have an errand, and we'll see you at the hotel afterwards, Julie said. The two women turned on their heels and strode out the door, both wearing all black, although not one single stitch of leather, as far as I knew or could tell. Blessed are the peacemakers. I was left without any front-of-the-house staff until about 5.30, but I, I wouldn't complain. It was a slow time of the day, or night rather, and it was a relaxing setting. It was kind of like a black and white movie. Yeah. My duties were in order in the back. My prep work was done. I spent most of that hour and a half shooting the shit with one of Stephanie's people who I recognized from last night at the from the venue where we met her. Dawn was upon us outside roundabout then and my relief arrived along with the front end replacement and 
we conversed for about 10 minutes before I hit the bricks. Stephanie's associate spilled the beans to me regarding my upcoming travel details, if you will. They confirmed the new information when they arrived at the hotel. The girl's dead about 10. Weren't we supposed to close this roadhouse tab and save dough by changing our hat at the hanging our hat, rather, at the home of the woman from the collective, I asked. Yes, that was the plan. Check us out of here, Julie answered. And we can still get in a couple of night shifts, but we're driving Stephanie to Austin, then driving a load of shit up to Baltimore. Yeah, I heard that Texas part. I had not heard anything yet about the East Coast, though, I said. It does sound fine to me. Looking forward to seeing your home state. Baltimore is where some associate of some associate of some associate of Julie's, or of ours, I suppose, was willing to drive south to from up in Yanktown. There is, I hear tell, much of such logistical compromise occurring in Baltimore, and it is not all fuzzy bunnies and friendly in-kind guitar shipments, you know. I don't know, but I've been told it's a heroin hub. These purported fact is interesting to me academically because of my ongoing interest in the civil logistics of black markets academically and professionally and also in as much as I'm interested in the forensics of the distribution of information such as mass media marketing or word of mouth therefore driving all over the continent for what might seem to many as no good reason at all to me has real value as John Q fucking public and as a writer and as a general busybody Julie might add as a painter and a cold-blooded killer so we gathered in, in our towels and toiletries and went to our next temporary quatus which was a crowded house quite nearly indistinguishable from the function and contents of our collective back in Phoenix and rightly so yes we're the one here we worked three more nights and left uh, out of Salt Lake with about eleven or twelve hundred dollars more than we had when we got there, you know, and made on the up and up. The economy at large was supporting our general disposition. We set out at sunset in more than one place. Uh, we set out at sunset as our uh, nights and days had swapped, and to enjoy the relative cool of night driving. <laughs> 